uh, doing flat bench, six reps of 185 pounds. First time in my life I've ever done it. I had to get to spot, some spotting for my wife, but uh, it's all good. I want to say thank you to gym guys, specifically to Leroy Huggins, to uh, Ryan, to Giovanna, uh, for helping me out over the last three months. Get to this point. Um, if you're considering personal trainers, gym guys is the way to go. Um, they are awesome. And we are live on a Tuesday night, NFL draft over, <laughs> Yankees-Astros, Yankee fans are wild, and um, dare I say, we're two weeks away from 
<laughs> a little NBA playoff basketball in this household with our New York Knicks. Yeah. Kenny Kirkpatrick, good evening all. Welcome to the best high school sports show on earth. Thank you, Mr. K. Thank and you. Coach Breslin, good evening, everyone. And welcome to and welcome and looking forward to another great show. Thank you, Coach Breslin. And Coach Breslin will be joining us for our little roundtable tonight. So how are you? I'm doing well. Thank you. How are you? I'm good. I'm, I'm like, I'm ready to go. I'm I'm checking Twitter every second to see if some news is going to break. I probably got to wait a month, but I'm waiting for that. And um, otherwise, let's get to a little high school sports tonight. What do we got rolling tonight? Well, we wanted to um, recognize some of our sponsors, right? First, before we dive right sure. in. So Coach Breslin will be joining us tonight as we have a um, roundtable of high school sports topics to discuss. We got a bunch of topics. Oh, you're uh, getting a comment from Eddie Sis. Nice hat, Jen. Uh, thank you, Sis. I'm, I'm trying to channel them over the Astros right now. I so, want to get uh, Sis's comments <laughs> on all this time tonight. I wore a tonight. Hat, we had technological issues, so knock on wood. Hopefully, that doesn't happen again. But you thanks, got, Sis. I'm here tonight. We're ready to roll. <laughs> but um, Coach Breslin will be joining us for a roundtable of high school sports. Sports topics. We have a bunch of topics. We'll see how many we get through. Um, but we also want to recognize him as our go-to guy at DMK Apparel. I know it's cut off, but I am wearing my K&K shirt this evening that has the long sleeve tee embroidered. Um, and they have you covered for all of your uniforms, t-shirts, sweatshirts, hats, needs, and more. So, um, you know, any accessory you can think of, Under Armour, Adidas, online store. So check them out. They will certainly take good care of you. Um, and do we want to roll into a little bit of our, um, recap of some of the teams? Sure. A couple of comments. So coach Breslin saying, sis, I should wear my Nets hat tonight. <laughs> go ahead, coach. Go ahead. And Kenny saying, oh, baby, the defensive guru. Can't wait. Coach Breslin. Yeah. Yeah. yeah we didn't even tell Kenny tonight. Uh, coach Breslin saying, thank you, Jenny, so much. Kenny saying, good to see you representing Jen. Kurt, where's your... Where's your all-in hoodie? Hoodie? <laughs> I'm lucky I got a T-shirt on. It's 72 degrees in this house, and I'm sweating over here. Trust always, me. Always an excuse. Always an excuse. I'm gonna. I'm gonna think. I'm just gonna have to take that white hoodie and rock it because I no, rocked my rocked my black all-in hoodie a couple of times. So uh, maybe I'll debut the white one. Pumped up the K and K Sports Show shirts will be in very shortly. I'll be making some deliveries to. We'll be getting sis his shirts and uh, sis did a hell of a job selling them and yeah, um, absolutely soon some all-in merch yep absolutely coming. coming soon oh we wanted to talk a little bit you know we might have some viewers who maybe are tuning in for the first time or someone who's not really sure what our show is really all about so just a little reminder that we are uh just with the title entails all about high school sports um and as two former coaches we um saw i guess like a little bit of change in coverage i can speak for myself specifically i don't want to put words in kurt's mouth but you know that high school sports coverage has become a little more difficult with the dying of the newspapers and the you know up upping of the online there, there's a lot out there but there's also not a lot out there at the same time if that makes sense so our goal is really to just get, give as much coverage to as many coaches programs and players as possible and add because, a little of our flavor to yeah, it too of course of course but there's a lot there's a lot of good athletes and a lot of good coaches and a lot of good programs out there and we want to get them the notoriety that they deserve because they work hard at what they do um and we'd like to recognize them for that absolutely so that, that's our goal eddie sis saying saint mary's great program he's he's the <laughs> shirt <laughs> I'm representing your shirt tonight. There. Nice, yep. <laughs> I got a few of those now. 
They, oh, yes, you do. I had to make a trade. I had to get one back. We'll talk about that later. But uh, how do we own deal to get a zip-up back for a long sleeve shirt? But um, coaches are saying, always great to promote high school sports. Great job, as always. Thank you, Coach. Yeah, we love it. I mean, we love doing it. We love talking about it. I love meeting our guests, you know, players, coaches, ADs. We got some stuff planned. We'll... Keep it under, we'll, yeah, you know, we'll keep wraps. it under, under wraps, <laughs> but we do have a lot of stuff going on. We spoke with a, uh, an awesome AD today. We're going to do some, hopefully some live on, um, on campus situation, you know, yep, yep. settings and, uh, just, yeah, we've had the opportunity to, uh, obviously a lot of our initial guests are people we know we're both, both involved in the coaching world, but the, um, you know, we've also met some people that, you know, we hadn't known before and it's just been so rewarding as a former coach and former athlete just to see what these people are doing with their programs. Thomas Cannon saying five t-shirts equals one zip up. Simple math. <laughs> um, you know, it wasn't five t-shirts. It was, you know what I had? I, a, say, I had it was a an part even swap. It was an even swap. I, you know, I wanted to zip up, but looking back now, I think when I'm getting older, I'm like the heavy gear was a nice, Zip up. I, I uh, think I made out in the You field. did make it out. You made out. You I wore made it, out. I wore it. He had um, remorse for having given it to me when I, he saw yeah. it on. But I didn't like kind of how it felt. So I, I snagged a long sleeve, my third long sleeve. Same and I've got one in blue, gray, and, and white. white long sleeve. So yeah. I definitely made out in the deal. <laughs> uh, Kenny's saying move away from the for a second so you could see the oh, K&K you know shirt. The only reason I can't is if I lower my screen, my um, computer's going to go to sleep. So I'll try to like move around know. it yeah i don't know I'll, I'll try to get a better shot of it but i i can't finagle my screen there's our good friend cole go allen sleep. saying hi oh hello hello oh, nice. cole. From, yeah bobby blackjack trying to connect cole with uh with that team we have reached out and been in contact so hopefully uh thank you and again just like our any sports team that you know or um you would like to see highlighted put us in touch we'd love to feature them on the show or cole was nice enough to give us um, yeah. a connection or an idea in virginia we've branched out to california now a little bit and um, we're working on a coach from yeah, florida yeah um is it florida I think it was pennsylvania pennsylvania sure. okay but again even out of state like again we just want to get as much you know recognition to as many programs as possible bobby so blackjack is checking in hello bobby my blackjack hope all is well with you yes hope all is well i know he had good news um with his mom coming home yes, so that's, that's good so news good to hear so hopefully keeps keeps getting better absolutely um cole saying awesome hopefully you can get them on know, yes we're, we're working and we're, we're really gonna try trying. yeah so. um i wanted to get to one more thing oh, i forgot what it was now i can go ahead i'm sorry that's all right. Well, I'll give a quick recap um, of some of our teams that we featured. We did a couple of preseason um, previews, I guess, with some teams. So I just wanted to kind of go through how they've been doing thus far. So um, we had a bunch of girls lacrosse teams on. Montville girls lacrosse, again, near and dear to my heart. I coached there for 15 years. Um, it's off to a one and four start. They have two of those four losses. Two are by one goal. Two one-goal losses, actually one in the last minute and one in like the last second, and then um, another one three-goal loss. So they're right there on the cusp. Hopefully they can uh, turn some of those close ones into Ws. And then our other two girls lacrosse teams that we feature are both off to undefeated starts. So Pequannock girls lacrosse is rolling at 5-0. and They are outscoring their opponents 66-32. to They've held everybody to single digits thus far. Similarly, West Essex girls lacrosse off to a 6-0 and start, outscoring their opponents 
93-32. to 32. Also, not allowed anybody to score in double-digit Jets. And those of us not familiar with lacrosse, you know, it's very common to score, you know, 12, 13, upwards of the high teens. So it was always a defensive goal to keep them to single digits. So congrats for those two programs for, for doing so. Um, Mount, Mount Olive Boys Lacrosse actually has not started yet, so I don't know if there's some type of shutdown situation going there, but I didn't want to neglect to mention them nonetheless. Two softball programs, West Essex Softball off to a 2-5 and five start, um, Saddlebrook off to a 3-4 and four start, and we also featured um, St. Peter's Prep in Jersey City Baseball, mm-hmm. um, and they are off to a 7-2 and two start. Nice. So another, just a little recap of how some of our uh, – some of our, our teams that we featured are doing. So. Coach Sis has given us the Yankee update. Three to two. Here we go. Coach Sis is fired up. Very Stadium's nice, very rocking nice. tonight. Um, you know, just like you said, a lot of these schools and even, again, like the AD that we were speaking to today where, you know, it's not about wins and, you know, it, it, you know we'll get into it. It's about wins and losses, whatever. But there's just a lot of people who are just happy that this season and the playing. They're playing. Yeah. You know, I was actually speaking with somebody in – my school district and their daughter is on a sport and it's just like, you know, just happy that they're doing anything, well, whatever it is. spring kids because they yeah, got nothing. Yeah, it's a spring, right. Know? Yeah, so, um, you know, it really is good to see them out and competing. And you know what? Now it's an outdoor season, so hopefully there's going to be – I was talking to – the West Essex lacrosse assistant who I work with today, and they are going to have an Essex County tournament. So um, it sounded like, uh, according to Frankie, there was going to be a, tour- a baseball yes. as well, right? Yes. So, um, you know, it's nice to see, like, the winter sports had to be scaled back a little bit, obviously, you know, and there were some things missing. But it seems like that spring season is going to be as close to the real de- even though they got the later start, you know, as close to the real deal as possible, which is great for those kids. I just well. want to say something on another note. Um, Cambridge Crossings have to be there to beware because um you know since we are gonna hopefully start going on on site i mean we're gonna have to get the lights out and practice so you know <laughs> 10 o'clock at night maybe after a k&k show we might be outside trying to see if we can broadcast live from outside kenny's saying rocking for what i'm the equivalent to randy quay character in major league lol so yeah, it's rocking tonight kenny astros are in town and this will keep us abreast of what's going on there um, what else? So, anything else going on with the show? Um, uh, we also have also other shows on the network. Oh, that's right. We wanted to mention in case that's right. Thank you for reminding me. So, you and uh, Kenny are our K and K Sports Show with uh, Eddie Siciliano. Also, the three of you each week on Wednesday nights at eight o'clock. I'll let you talk a little bit more about that. Yeah, it's again, <laughs> it's it's we we do everything sports. We talk all kinds of sports. Obviously, we'll get into you know. Sometimes our favorites, whether it's the Broncos or Giants, we do a little Washington football team for Coach Breslin. Um, Cole came on the other day. Appreciate him coming on. We, again, we always appreciate our guests coming on. Um, we're live on um, Facebook, the I-95 Sports Network, YouTube, um, Twitter. Um, so we are going to be live. We're pod, right, we do our podcasting stuff on Anchor, Apple, um, Apple Music, Google Podcasts, all that. And uh, we just do a little. Like tomorrow night, we're going to do a little draft. I know Kenny's working hard. We got a a giant, um, someone who covers giant reporter, someone who covers New York Giants, come and talk a little NFL draft. We got Sis's Rapid Fire, the famous Sis's Rapid Fire. You know, (laughs) we have segments. We bring people on. We do Coach Breslin's whiteboard sometimes where how he would defend a certain offense. And um, the the latest news in all things sports. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, and our famous, famous. Briggsy Bronco Mania, 
where we talk either a little wrestling or Broncos for our great friend Michael Briggs. Uh, and then Thursday, we get into a little wits and wagering where, you know, we make our picks for the week. We do a little fantasy football and uh, whatever the hottest topics are. And that's uh, Thursday from 6 to 7. Very so. nice. Well, we are going to move on to our roundtable of high school sports topics. We should have like a timer and see how many we get through. Yeah. <laughs> We got a bunch. uh, We got some good ones. Coach Breslin is going to join us, so I'm going to let him in right now. Welcome him back to the show. He does so much for us. Coach Sis is saying he wants more whiteboard, so there (laughs) you go. It's like more cowbell. Hi, Coach. How you doing? Very good. How are we doing tonight? Thanks so much for joining us. It's always a pleasure to have you. Always a pleasure to be on your show. Thanks Co- so much. Coach Breslin, I don't know if you heard me while we were doing the transition, but I said Cambridge Crossings is going to really start to wonder because in the next couple of uh, maybe very shortly, we're going to have to try the new lights on outside. So outside it lights. might be a nine o'clock, you know, what's going on at 60 George Russell. But, what Kurt you is know. really saying, Coach, is be on standby. Yeah, yeah be on standby. <laughs> well, Hey, we talked about that, right? We you did. We did. A little bit and get ready to go. We did. Hey. So, uh, oh, I mean, absolutely. People look at us now. They might really be looking. Uh, yeah. Kenny's saying uh, legend. Yeah, he saw you on the show, so he's calling you the legend. <laughs> and Eddie's sister's giving us the stats again. Four to three Astros. Ooh, it's going to be a back oh, boy. and forth, sounds like, tonight. So we yeah. got a bunch. We, we wrote down ten topics. We're yeah, like we little quick hitters. We'll we don't through. know what we're going to get through. But. <laughs> we wanted to have uh, a bunch in case we, uh, we needed them, but... Uh, Coach, our first topic is there was actually a, a recent article on NJ.com. I don't know if you saw it, and it was like about the emergence, possible emergence, this due to the pandemic scheduling of sports of the four sport high school athlete. So they specifically highlighted a female senior. Um, and she came into, I'll just kind of give you the brief background. She came into high school as a three sport athlete and she had a discussion. She retells, recounts how she had a discussion with her father. There's so many elements to this. I feel like about maybe she needed, if she wanted to play one in college, maybe she needed to specialize in something. Right. And ultimately, thankfully, I like to say she decided not to, and she actually earned varsity letters in all of her sports from freshman year however she earned a 13th varsity letter because she was able to play volleyball because of the um like split season how volleyball i guess got moved actually and they kind of did those staggered seasons in the spring so um we just wanted to get your thoughts on like the possibility of like do we keep that type of schedule and encourage those kids to be four sport athletes we just kind of wanted to throw that out as the first topic and see what you thought Interesting topic and one that I think is uh, really important. Uh, what's interesting is I co- I train coaches in our Hawthorne Rec League. Uh, so I teach a coaching certification course. And one of the things that is a big topic is the ability for some of the players not to specialize, especially at a younger age, because you want to be a three-sport athlete. You want to be able to play three different sports number one it gives you an opportunity to learn three different sports but it also gives you the ability to use different muscle groups right and really in in some situations prevent injury i've seen many many times where you have certain athletes and their parents are really pushing them to only play one sport and they play that same sport whether it's in the fall in you know in the spring in the summer And they're only using those same muscles. And eventually they either burn out or they have 
injuries in certain muscle areas. So the more opportunities that you can be a three sport athlete or, you know, a four sport athlete, that's a little tough. Uh, uh, you know, and what's nice though, is I'm hearing, you know, reading some of the articles about the changes in the seasons to allow for a little bit more time in between is going to be very helpful because as we know, many of these street three sport athletes are going from one sport to the next, to the next. And there's a lot of overlap. And then it becomes a situation where you are potentially at risk for injuries because there is no rest in between. So great for her to be, uh, be able to do that, but you always want to be careful of, you know, putting too much strain on your body without any type of rest in between. Uh, Eddie Sis is saying, agree 100%, Coach B, so he agrees with you. And what's funny is when you, you're talking about, like, the some of the coaches who are emphasizing, you know, one sport, one sport, you're going to go pro in this. There was a, a tweet, because, again, you guys know I love Twitter, <laughs> but there was a tweet the other day of the number two pick in the draft, Zach Wilson, and somebody said, well, um, Thanks, you know, uh, see, you don't only have to specialize in one sport. And it was his high school football picture and his high school basketball picture. And it showed how, you know, he was, I mean, he looks the same like he is now. I mean, he looks like he's 10 years old anyway, but, you know, they, they had the picture. And they're saying this is a guy who went number two in the NFL. He, you know, odds are he was probably going to make it to the NFL. You know, like he had that inkling with football, but he was still playing high school basketball. So. Yeah, agree a hundred percent. And the more opportunities that you can have to be a two to three sport athlete, the better off. And then once you get to college, you know, obviously that's when you're going to specialize, but I, I don't think there's a need. Well, and I will say this, you know, coaching sometime when I was coaching at the group one level and, and Kurt, you would attest to this mm -hmm. and Jenny probably in some situations as well in a smaller school, you need those players you need the bodies. to mm -hmm. play and participate. <laughs> Yeah. right because yeah. that helps your program so if they're only participating especially in a small school you know you need them to be able to play other sports right you know i i always felt like um you know i was a three-sport athlete um you know and I always, I probably didn't realize it at the time, of course, when I was playing, but maybe I even realized it more when I was coaching. I just feel like my, even my knowledge, I, I'll say this about basketball. I just think basketball helped me in every, when I start, I didn't play lacrosse until I was a freshman in high school. You know, I started as a freshman and I picked up my stick as a freshman. But I think it was my knowledge of basketball and the concepts, especially on defense. I was a starting defender that that's what helped me in that sport was really because I had played basketball and had like an understanding of the concepts you know and the so i know we talk about the the muscle rest and the changing of the muscles and like just you know um but i also think there can it can help you like overlapping with 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 the concepts as well you know they oh, transfer agreed. yeah I absolutely agreed transfer of information from one sport to another you're absolutely right uh you know most definitely. Now, I have a question to put a little spin on it and where it gets a little tricky. You know, we, you and I, we coached football. Jen coached spring season, you know, or fall season. And now we get to, okay, it's the summer. It's, say, it's July, okay? 
We're going to have seven on sevens. We're going to have some kind of football workouts twice a week. We'll get together, do whatever, but just say seven on sevens. You also now have club baseball teams where in the spring and in the summer, a lot of, a lot of teams are showcased on that club team. You also now have that basketball who has, you know, whether it's the open gym or some kind of summer league. So again, as a coach, I mean, listen, it's always you want to be greedy. Hey, I'm a football coach. Hey, you, I want you to be there. We got to get our offense installed. You know, we're in a seven on seven. We have to do it. She's also saying, but hey, you know, we got we got summer league for two weeks. We got to get you on the field. You know, now in, in the, the baseball player saying, hey, this is really my showcase because I'm get this is where I'm going to really be getting seen in baseball. I'm playing legit teams and I'm traveling. So how does that work? You know, as a coach, as a player, what's your advice would you say to, say as a parent who has that kid, that that three-star, that three-sport athlete, and now you get there where every coach is like, but I need you, I need you, I need you. It's going to be complex. What do you do with that? Because it does happen. That does happen. Well, I think there has to be some kind of communication between the coaches, number one. I think that's important. Uh, The other piece, too, is you know, what sport is next, right? You know, if, if football is next in that progression and that's what you're doing, you know, does that become number one priority? But if you're also, like you said, if, if you are a baseball player that will get a showcase, you know, that football coach may have to understand because in reality, you don't technically start for real Right. They changed the dates now. I believe right, right. sometime in August until your double sessions or exactly or whatever. Exactly. That, right. So there has to be some kind of flexibility with, you know, both the player, the coaches and the parents to be able to make that all work because you always want to give the, you know, the student athlete the best opportunity, but you also have to make sure, you know, that you are trying to fit in some of the football and trying to get those reps. Now, I will say this, if you are a senior who's been in the program and it's the same program and you've gotten reps over and over and over again, you know, is it that imperative that you are at every single practice where you could miss one or two for a game situation? If it's a practice, different story. But if you're playing in a game, then that's a situation where, you know, the coach could say, listen, you know what? you've done the reps, you know exactly what the route is, you know what this is, you know what that is, you know, I'm sure you can catch back up if there's anything new that we add and you allow that student athlete to participate. You know, Coach, that's a conversation that Kurt and I have had many times. You know, I feel like I, and it came with experience as a, now from a coaching perspective, you know, I, I was the athlete as, you know, many, you know, of us were at the time who played three sports, played everything year round and had to make certain decisions like that. And my parents and I had to weigh all the things that, that you're saying. And it was, it was difficult at times as a coach, I feel like, and I think you hit the nail on the head when you said like, you want what's best for that athlete. Um, and you, you know, I feel like I changed my mindset a little bit of being so strict and stringent about, um, my time with when they were committed to other sports as well and trying to do what was right for them and be a little more lenient and realize they were still committed to my program. And I wanted to help them maybe excel and help figure out, I, I knew they weren't missing. I had kids who would 
you know, if they were going to miss one of my preseason practices, I scheduled some time, maybe it was before school or something where they made it up, but they were willing to do that. And I felt like the fact that they were willing to do that and still put in the time for us and I, I could help them then make, you know, fulfill their commitment to something else. Like it was a kind of a give and take. So um, that was something I feel like I learned as a head coach to be a little more lenient with that to help the athlete, you know? Yeah, absolutely. And I think, you know, you talked about that too. They're, they're, participating in something mm-hmm. right so they're still participating they're still getting exercise they're still doing something it's not like the kid who is sitting home and just didn't want to come to practice right. because it's hot and it's a summer practice right, yeah. right. So, exactly very different uh, you know <laughs> give me that kid any time because at least i know where that child is and they are participating in a sport and doing something but you know what that's really like that's the tricky time is that June, July, like you're saying, going into fall because you do have the summer league, basketball. You do have your baseball. But now, you know, whether it's soccer or football, you have that season's coming. And I agree with you. You know, like it's that next season. You know, when it goes into winter and now you're playing basketball, there's no, you know, you're not doing a seven-on-seven football. You know, it's there's nothing like that. It's now it's basketball season, you know. So I, I agree with you on that where – should that fall spe- season come first? Yeah, I mean, I, you know, but then like what you're saying is you're in a, a, group, a small group school where that kid's first sport is baseball. What do you, How are you going to tell him, listen, if you go to baseball and you don't come to football, you're not playing. Okay, well, you're going to hurt yourself if you don't have that kid. We just said you're going to lose that kid, you know? Yeah, so especially uh, in a smaller right. school, it's a little tricky. If that's the season though where it's like, that June and July is where, and August is where it's like a little of every, you know, a little of everything. I feel Listen, like- here, here's the deal too, right? If you had a seven-on-seven seven event and you had a baseball game, then you would hope that the student-athlete would go to the seven-on-seven seven because that's the next sport up, right? If it's a football practice or a basketball practice and there is a baseball game, then you would assume that you know, maybe they're going to go to the baseball game on that particular day. Right. Uh, and that's where the flexibility has to come in. Yep. The um, We kind of took this topic to a little different turn because that um, four-sport high school athlete was really because you kind of had an additional season almost embedded with the changes. But then we started talking about as we were preparing, like, well, what about a – football player or a soccer player, I think was an example, who then wants to be the kicker on the football team or um, a boys lacrosse player in the spring who maybe wants to throw shot put. You know, is there, you know, what is, is that walking a fine line? I'm not even sure if that's allowed. I, it's I, not. I, 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 don't, I don't believe it's allowed. <laughs> no, I, th- I don't think you can, you can kick on the football, you know, kick on the football team and be on the soccer team. I don't believe you can do that. Right. Do you think we're ever, will ever, I, like I know for a fact, like the girls, and that's our next topic with the girls flag football, they are allowed to do other sports, but that's because it's not an NJSIAA sanctioned sport sport right now. Exactly. So do you you think there'll ever be a day where that'll be either, it'll either happen or be close to happening where you will have a soccer kid that might be able to kick on a football team? Well, I I don't see that as a, a bad option to allow them to do that. Uh, the difficulty is that they are going to, you know, when are they going to go to practice to actually 
kick and practice kicking right because it's a little different kicking a soccer ball into a net than trying to kick a football through an upright so uh you know i i don't as much as i think it could potentially happen i just don't know if it will uh, you know at this particular stage now right. you could have you could have a trap one i thought an idea too would be a you know if a student athlete is a travel soccer player right that's not affiliated with the high school team they're on the high school football team football well you know that is a, an opportunity because if they're good enough to do that they could potentially get a scholarship in order to play football kenny has a question saying would there be in your opinion some covid restrictions towards kids doing multiple sports at the same time i mean i guess now that's something i i like i'm thinking like now i could see that being since they had a practice in cohorts i think those restrictions are lifted a little bit but if they're playing against other teams i wonder if you know i, yeah. I don't know yeah well that's, that's going to be the question. interesting question that's going to right? moving forward when it, yeah. when it happens like we're talking about that that off season um, when it gets to like that. All right, so let's move to the next topic. We had PCTI a couple weeks ago, and it seems like it's very um, Eddie Siciliana, Coach Sis is saying, ask Ricky Krautman that question <laughs> about the soccer. Yeah. There you go. Yeah. There you go. So flag, the girls' flag football is a big thing. The Jets are uh, sponsoring it. Um, they look awesome with their jerseys. We actually have Ramapo hopefully coming on next week. PCTI was on. Um, you know, we saw some the highlights Irvington and AD. stuff, the Irvington AD. We saw some highlights, and it just looks fantastic. Girls look like they're having fun. It's actually pretty high, like, good quality um, of football. So what's your thoughts real quick on um, the flag football for the high school girls now? Oh, I think it's awesome. Again, any time that you can have opportunities for student-athletes to participate and be out instead of sitting home or, you know, playing video games, whatever, you know, participating in a school issued activity it's a home run so i think it's been a great opportunity for them to be able to participate learn the game get exercise socialize meet other people uh you know you, you can't beat it so it's just a great opportunity for them to be able to participate and again it's nice you know, it's a larger schools. So the larger schools have picked it up mm -hmm. and allowed others, you know, student athletes to participate. And I think it's wonderful. Uh, the, the smaller schools could potentially have a more difficult time doing that with the number of girls, uh, you know, participating in maybe some other sports. Uh, but uh, again, you know what, more opportunities for kids. It's great. You know, both both of the programs we spoke with, um, PCTI, and we had we had their their two coaches on, and then we had the Irvington AD, and both of them, correct me if I'm wrong, had huge interest mm -hmm. in it. I, I want to say like between ninety and hundred. Yeah, kids, I was thinking it was over a hundred yeah, hundred people um, went out for both that, of those that, teams. You know, signed up to come out for the team, which, like you said, yes, larger schools, so you know they can have the bodies to do it. But even just in an in inaugural season, to have that type of buzz in a short amount of time too, because it wasn't like I mean, you know, it wasn't like months in the making and coming down the pike. It all came together fairly quickly, I feel like. And uh, so it's just their turnout has been very impressive. No, it's great. And what was, what's interesting, you know, and I asked the one question, too, about, you know, the participation. Years ago, I coached uh, in Maywood. I taught in Maywood, and I had a sixth through eighth grade uh, basketball team, right? And I had so many girls that signed up. 
So at, at a certain point, you can't take everybody. Mm-hmm. So, you know, most of the girls that made the team were seventh and eighth graders. I had one or two sixth graders that were good enough at that particular time to participate. But you don't want to discourage some of the others. So I ended up on Fridays, I would have activities for those other girls in my sixth grade group. Right. Because eventually they were going to be part of my program anyway yep. the mm-hmm. following year. So I, I had drills. I uh, par- allowed them to participate in a game on Friday. You know, so any way that they could potentially, you know, with that number of, of participants, you know, how can you get more student athletes involved? And, you know, the, the Irving teams, right? If you have that many, maybe there's two teams that right. can participate. You, you know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, you know, the more the more the better in that situation. Yeah, and you never know how someone's going to develop. I mean, right. we, you know, we right. look when you say, okay, this kid came on a football team as a freshman. I mean, he might not, you know, be really – ready to help into his senior year. But by senior year, that kid could be, you know, a, a nice contributor on the team. You, you know, you never know. No, absolutely. Um, so talking about flag football, here's another one that we came up with. Um, it's my turn. Oh, it's your turn. Okay, go ahead. <laughs> go ahead. I'm sorry. Go ahead. The, uh, do you think there could be a flag football for boys? Do I think there could be? That's a possibility. There could be, you know, again, not everybody likes to get in, a, in an accident on, on a daily basis, mm-hmm. right? Playing football. <laughs> so, uh, you know, it, it, you know, it takes a lot of mental toughness. It takes toughness to be a part of that. Uh, now, could there others be that like the sport of football, but may want to just play flag football? Sure. You got to remember now, even at the lower level, uh, you know, that's where they started playing. Some of them may not want to participate because of the hitting involved and everything like that, or the daily grind of a practice. So if practices are twice a week, three times a week, and then you play a game and it's flag football, you may gain some more interest. Again, will that take away at the smaller schools other sports i don't know so it will be very very difficult to do that and then the other thing to remember is and i from the the way i understand it with the njsia if it becomes an njsia sport there has to be a certain amount of boys and a certain amount of girls sports you know uh i don't know the exact number but in order to add a sport for one you have to add a sport for yeah. the other. Okay. Uh, so, you know, so that has to be part of it when you are planning if it becomes an NJSIA sport. Sis is saying if you don't like to get hit, go that route. See, my thing would be, though, is like I think if they ever did do it, they would have to make it a false sport because then all you're going to do is it's going to become a glorified seven-on-seven team. You're going to have your your varsity football team doing it. You know, like I think if they were to try it, it should be where – it's like you're saying the kids who don't play high school football, because then otherwise right. are those other kids really going to make a team if your varsity football team is doing it, right. you know? So right. And then the, the other thing I could say, well, and the other thing is if you made it something in the spring, would that potentially, and just say that you were a player. And if you were on the fall football team, you could not participate in the spring. Okay. Because you are a football player. Right. Because you're trying to give other student athletes the opportunity. Do you lose some of the tweeners or the kids who may or may not participate 
or play as much to the flag football team? And does that hurt your regular football team? Right. So you're the backup quarterback, and you know you're not going to beat the other kid out. Do you go and say, okay, I'm going to be the quarterback on the flag football team? Yeah, true. true. Great point. It's true. All these angles to think of, you know? Yeah. It's, oh, absolutely. Uh, it's it, like you said, you, your initial instinct is, oh, you know, like you said, give as many kids the opportunity to play something that interests them. And, you know, Kurt says all the time when we see his nephews play, you know, there's middle school kids playing, you know, and yeah. it just it stops for them after that. You know, that's that's the shame of that for them. But it's true. You might you might have some other adverse effects to the football program possibly so it's yeah. interesting interesting absolutely and just not to you know just to piggyback off of that when we talk about other uh, activities something that is is starting to become very very big and i know i started something a little small in hawthorne at the time and something you'll start to hear about is esports so yes. just another thing that mm-hmm. is starting to gain traction for allowing other students to participate you know, you know, it's interesting, and I kind of was thinking about this when we were talking about the first topic with the um, playing multiple sports, right? The three sport and or, or four sport athlete. You know, you really also have, you know, as a high school coach, extracurricular activities to contend with. You know, like um, I had players that were in the fall that were in the marching band as well. I had spring players who wanted to be in the school's, um, you know, musical in the spring. Um, Kids who were in key club or forensics, you know, that their competitions can actually take them to the state and national level, you know, and, you know, these are well-rounded. I I coached at a school with a lot of, you know, well-rounded individuals, as many people do. And, uh, you know, they would say things to me like, well, but coach, you know, my, my, my director said it's mandatory. And I want to scream back, my practice is mandatory too. But you know, like you, uh, yeah. you, again, you kind of, I- Listen, when I was in high school, I mean, I could be wrong, but I, I could have swore we, I, I played with a kid or two kids that like, like maybe sometimes in a game, like if they were a younger sophomore, they were on the marching, they were in the band, they were on the field. Like during I was the game, say that. During half-time, half-time, I think they went and they did the field. Like I'm pretty Absolutely. sure that happened I'm, to me. I was going to say that. Yeah, I'm pretty sure that's how. It's like, where's he going? Like he's going. He's in the band. He's performing. Like okay, but I, I, mean, I feel like I, I learned, you know, for the benefit of the my student athletes, like to try to work with them and be a little more lenient with that. You know, that was, it was hard. <laughs> Kenny, soft Kenny's given this question. He's saying, I think eventually to protect quarterbacks at some level, you're going to see quarterbacks wear flags to prevent them from getting tackled and limit injuries. No way. No way. No, just, just Drew Locke. That's yeah. awesome. <laughs> Hopefully it's not Drew Locke, Coach Preston. I know. Hopefully it's another number one, too. We'll get that tomorrow. All right. So, Mike, I don't know if we ever actually got into this with you, but I am so pumped up. I- I'm telling you, I would love to, like, be the-, the number one backer for this is conference tournaments in high school sports. The NJIC do it. They do it now in football. They've done it for the past, like, I don't know, four, five, six years where they they break up their divisions, their top four winners go in, they play semifinal games, and then they have a like a, a true, you know, uh, NJIC champion in football. So number one, would you be would you be opposed or would you be for a conference championship in high school divisions? Well, I love what the NJIC did. Uh, I think it's just a great opportunity to allow for games 
that are very important at the end of the season, you know, and allowing the top four teams in those four different brackets to be able to play against each other. And how important is that to really, you know, add more excitement to the game, especially near the end of the season. Uh, so I'm, I'm for it. I love what the NJIC did. Uh, you know, is there the opportunity to do that in the big North? You know, sure. You can do that. You know, you would have to pick the, you know, say the four divisions, uh, in, in this area and, and potentially do that. But how fun would that be? I oh, think it would be, it would be fantastic. Yeah. So I think it's great. I, I really do. Yeah. Yeah. I know. Yeah. And, and football, I just, I, I love how they've worked that into theirs. Oh, like, it's, yeah. it's fantastic. I'm it's, telling you, it's yeah. really like, it's like, it's like the SEC right, and the ACC right. championship. And it just gives you so meaningful games. And you know what? It gets you playoff ready too. Cause you're in like an elimination game. You're playing for something. You know, so I don't know. I'm a fan for that. But now the yep, one coach, coach for he's from Sea Caucus, somebody I coached with in the uh, in the in the 90s is a great guy and one of his ideas. And I think it's a tremendous idea. Yeah. Awesome. Now, the one that we were always toying with is I think it would be so awesome for basketball boys and girls to have like the college does like the Big East tournament. You have. You know, the big North tournament before your state tournament. Your regular season's over. You know, regardless, you have your regular season champ. But then all the teams are in. You know, all the teams go in three days in a row. Just like a Big East tournament. Everyone's ranked one through, say, 12. You get your buys, whatever it is. And you have a tournament-style postseason, just like the college basketball, to represent for, for that sport. Would you be opposed or for that in the on the basketball side? Well, I'm not opposed to it, but you still have to remember, you know, are you going to do it where everybody is in? Everybody's you know? in. So if you've been blown out by someone by 20 or 30 and you are number 12 and have to play number one again, you know, how much fun is that? Um, you know, I don't know if that's fun or not. I've been on both sides of the fence and it's not something that is fun. You know, is there a way to make it a little more meaningful? But could or... it be something where, and again, this is where like, I don't know how it would be, but like, what would you get? Like, obviously in college, it's like, well, you could be six and 22 win your conference tournament and you're going to the big dance. Is it somehow you get into like, some kind of playoff format or something like what do you get? Because you might go and say, I mean, listen, I know this is crazy, but I remember softball a couple years ago, there was a team and I know it's a little different because it's about pitching, but there was a, a, a team. Actually, I think Jody was playing against this team where their pitcher was out for say 14 games of the season. Right. And, they started off the season like one in 13 or something like that. They actually made it to, I want to say, a, a, a sectional final because the girl came back. They got hot. They rode her. And listen, she was out for 14 games. So not that, like you're saying, I don't think a team's going to beat somebody, but. Here's, here's what I would say. You never then, know, you know. It would give those teams, well, though, something to look what forward I would to. Say. Well, then here's what I would say then. Is there a way, depending on the number of teams, and just say hypothetically we said there was 24 teams within the divisions, right? So 1 through 12, split it in half, 
right? And let them have some type of tournament. And then 13 through 24. They have their own little bracket. Their own. And then it allows where there's a possibility that there could be some meaningful games and teams that potentially have a chance. I like it. So it's just something a little different, but then you're not, it's not, you know, either like one against 12 or one against 24. It's, right. it, it makes it a little bit more competitive and do something like that. I always play devil's advocate in this conversation because I do love the football, how they do it. Um, and I feel like the scheduling there of like one, one game a week and like how you can like schedule that ahead of time, you know, and they've just managed it, that it, that it's doable. I always play devil's advocate with Kurt because you could tell he loves this idea, right? That, <laughs> that uh, in the sports that I coach specifically, now I'm going to talk about, I don't know, field hockey, right? And our, when the conferences were realigned, you know, we would play in our conference, you know, other Morris County teams, right? So I would see them in conference. Then I would see them the same teams now in the county tournament. And sometimes they were even in my section now, you know, but mostly I would have conference and the county were just so similarly aligned. It was like, you know, it took the fun out of like, I used to love my old conference. I saw a different competition. Then I had the county tournament and we were seeing different competition. Then we had the state tournament and we had like different rivalries there. So my only thing with the conference is like in certain sports, it might be really mimic the county tournament. You know, that was my only But thing. let me ask you this now. Okay? <laughs> I agree. I agree. Let me, I'll say this. I'll agree with you, Jenny. So let me ask you this. Is there anything where within Morris County, but the conferences play out of county where it would allow them the ability to have something like that? Where where their conference conferences would be out, the conference games would be out like of county? Some of the teams that you play in the conferences, are they out of Morris County or not? Um, You know what? It's, and again, what, what throws a little wrench with, well, well lacrosse, I'm trying to think with, it was, uh, trying to think if there was a there might have been a little sussex in there i think um was probably morris and sussex by the way yeah. coach 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 this is all over me with st joe's of hamilton tonight <laughs> you say it was a woodshed of Rutgers. yes it was but coach how great would because i understand what jen's saying but how great would this be okay you have ramapo and wayne hills in basketball okay whether it's girls or boys but we'll say it's whatever we'll go boys basketball round one ramapo beats hills by three Round two in Wayne Hills. Wayne Hills wins by six. It's 1-1. You know what? You're going to see them one more time in that conference tournament. And you know what? That's going to tell you. And you know what? You're playing for, like they say, hey, the Big East, the regular Big East champs is the regular Big East champs. But what do they remember? The Big East tournament yeah. champs. And that would just, I, I just think that would be so awesome. And then you know what? And it's like, it's pressure. You know, like maybe one of those teams gets knocked off and somebody else Come, you know, old Japan comes up and sneaks. I don't know. I just think it would be an awesome three or four day little, instead of like right before a state tournament, we're going to go schedule this team, like do a little tournament. I just think it would be awesome. I think it's fun. Uh, but I will say this with COVID during football season, you know, this year, the opportunity to play a North West side or a Hillsborough or some other teams like, you know, that we played this year, that was also fun because yeah. you know what, over the course of time, over and over again, all right, we're playing Riverdale again, or we're playing Pasquick Valley again, mm -hmm. you know what, but then being able to go see some other places and play some other teams, it that was fun. Yeah. 
Do you want to? Uh, we have about ten minutes left. Do you want to head into uh, to keep Coach on board for Kenny's uh, rank five? Yeah, yeah. But I want to, let's do a couple. Let's just get like two more in. We'll get two oh, more in. All right. We'll be quick. <laughs> all right. Next one. Um, we're gonna go into that. But, but, but. Well, go ahead, Jen. You pick one. I'll pick one. Well, I think actually, based on what we were just talking about that the conference alignment is the perfect segue there. Because, Coach, you were just saying how it was nice to, like, branch out to some other places. One of our other topics was should, um, you know, like the conferences or league play, you like to call it leagues, I call it conferences, mm-hmm. The uh, be more, like, geographically based, you know? Um, like you were saying. Like, for, exa- like, like for example, own- say, um, like, in this area, Lyndhurst. Like, so, st- and, we, and when I say statewide for a state playoff, you know, there was nothing like, I'm telling you, I was at St. Mary's, I don't know, maybe like 2011 or 2012 and Rutherford and Lynnhurst played in a sectional, um, semifinal game and the towns were nuts. Like all week, the place was jammed. Like, you know, to me like that Lynnhurst Rutherford state playoff game was just insane as opposed to Rutherford having to go and play, okay, Rutherford versus, Caldwell or something like that, you know, like not that Rutherford's not going to be behind Rutherford, but to have Rutherford Lindhurst, your neighbor. So I'm saying like state, like could a state, should the state be where it's like Becton, Rutherford, Lindhurst, Wallington, like North Arlington, like towns like that, like Ramapo and Wayne Hills. Wasn't at one point you guys weren't in the same playoff bracket? Well, they changed the way the brackets are now. So I believe the way it works in football is it goes one through 16, but then one, you know, one becomes the one seed on the first side and then two becomes the first seed on the other. So there's, there's no guarantee of who you're going to play until all of the seedings. So that was changed when they increased the numbers. Uh, I think it was two, two, I think two years ago. But yes. but even like the way they did that, like I don't know, I just I always thought like when you have like a legit rivalry, like Wayne Hills, like when we went and we were Rampon, we did Wayne Hills, Wayne Valley. I mean that was just insane being at that semifinal game where it's like that's a legit true like rivalry. Like even if one's a group one, one's a group two, and you know North one, North two, and like that. I don't know. I just uh, to me, I just think that well, rivalry made it like even even more special in a playoff atmosphere. Here's what I do know. No matter what, there will always be, as long as Coach Gibbs is there, and I'm I'm sure, you know, the people from Wayne Hills, there always will be a Ramapo-Wayne Hills game. Uh, No matter what, you know, they will put that in the schedule, no matter what. That, I don't think is, they, uh, I think both towns will fight to continue to keep something like that. You know, you talk about Becton and Heights. You know, that's a huge rivalry. Yep. You know, that is a game that everybody wants to be a part of if you are a Heights and a Becton guy. You, you know, those, those are the kind of things that you don't want to go away. Right. You know, I, I had posed the question, speaking of conferences, so I misunderstood. You were talking about state state sections, right? Yeah, right. yeah, yeah. yeah. But, you know, because, again, Coach, we, we have these – 
I mean, I almost said arguments, discussions <laughs> often. And, you know, we had very different experiences with the sports that we coached, you know, and in the sports that I coach and even happened in basketball, actually, but field hockey and lacrosse as well, when they went to the super conferences, right, and they made the like smaller divisions within there, if you finished at the top, you know, you went up to the higher one. If you finished at the bottom, you went and I... As much as I understood the theory behind that, I did not like that we didn't have the consistency of who we were playing in our conference year after year. I just always missed that old, like, when I was a player at West Essex, the Iron Hills Conference. When I started coaching in Montville, the Northern um, the Northern Hills Conference. I just loved that every year you knew who was in your conference and you developed rivalries there. And then the thing we disagree on about the states is I love being able to play anybody in North Jersey. Like you said, you now we break out of that conference we break out of our county and now like it truly is a state representation like if i'm gonna have a sectional title like it's gonna be like a big yes it could be somebody cross town but well you know see what? this like, this is the only thing i would disagree <laughs> with and we talk about like the big catholic schools right you talk about bergen bosco but a couple years ago you know you would have her where it's like you know okay the the three best schools in in jersey are just say bosco bergen and st joe's well Bergen and Bosco is playing a group four final and St. Joe's is a group three final. So they're both state champs. Well, who's the better one? Like they're both state champs. I mean, it's like, you know, like, but that's the, no, but but I'm saying you could have it too, where it's like, you know, this was up there too. Like that's, that's the only like thing I remember. And I think Joe's moved up and then it was like, okay, now you're getting it's St. Peter's versus Joe's for like the legit final, not their state champs, their state champs, the Paul state champs. They're all state champs. Well, that all depends on the number of students yeah. in the school. And, and, you know, those numbers change all the time, unfortunately, in, in some situations. So uh, it, it all goes by, you know, enrollment. And at the parochial schools, it's like the, when you talk about the Boscos and, and the Joes, you know, they're all boys schools in some situations, right? So it all depends on that enrollment, too, to determine what number group they are going to end up being. Eddie Sis is saying Wayne Hills wants no part of Poe. <laughs> <laughs> All right, give him one yeah. more. Uh, oh, can uh, I pick uh, one more? You had one more. I know. We, we're, we only have the time. Last one. We'll have one oh minute. Coach will be real quick. <laughs> this is, Coach Breslin, you're getting firsthand experience of what it's like. Kenny can attest to this as well. There we go. <laughs> it's all good. <laughs> okay, my last one, because I know you've been um, part of this. <laughs> County... I'm, I'm, we're going to say league, but mainly all county honors. We've all sat in these meetings. They're just crazy. Brutal. Brutal, right? <laughs> Being, you know, come on, Coach Breslin, you vote for our guy. We'll vote for yours. We're, you know, you'll do blah, 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 blah. How can we change that? Is there any way we can change that? Well, you can't change the politics of what goes on. That'll never happen. Anytime you're dealing with uh, anybody who's fighting for their own players, uh, you know, that is never going to go away. Can you change the structure a little bit and have a group one and a group two and a group three and a group four to allow more opportunities for student athletes to be mentioned and recognized and a parochial? Sure. You know, that could be something. But then on the flip side of that, just like anything, when you increase that number, does it become watered down as well? Uh, You know, so there's never a right or a wrong answer. It becomes you know, what is important and, you know, do you want more student athletes recognized? Because again, no matter what, whether it's 
the NFL and all pros or college, you know, AP all Americans and you go to high school and, you know, who's, you know, who's the best linebacker, who's the best quarterback. And so, right. You know, everybody, everybody's fighting for their own kids to, uh, to get on that stage and, and be recognized. Right. I mean, so, no, uh, no, no names, but I told Jen this story one time we're at a meeting and, uh, it was just like, I'm just like, wow, it's crazy because the one coach, you know, stands up and says at one point, he goes, hey, guys, he goes, you know, I'm not being greedy. He said, but I'm ranked nationally in the country. He goes, I don't have an all-county player. He goes, I mean, I don't, you know, I don't understand right. how it's possible. You guys are voting for all these other kids and I have nobody. So right. he, and and he's right. Piece, in a way, he's right. How could he have nobody? Absolutely. And then the other piece is you're going by stats and who's taking the stats. Oh, right. yeah. Yeah, you know, so those could be definitely adjusted accordingly. Right. And, uh, you know, so it's it's a, it's a difficult topic, you know, and it becomes what's more important. Do you want more kids recognized for all county honors? Then you do a one, two, three, four, a, you know, separate and a parochial separate. Right. Uh, and, and my last one, Coach, was at, a, at an all-league meeting or an all-county meeting. Jen laughs about this one, too. I remember somebody saying, oh, this kid had 220 tackles. This other, 220 tackles? I said, I don't think our whole team had 220 <laughs> tackles. Then his other, the second kid had like 140. I mean, did you just play offense? I mean, right, two kids right, that have right. 400 tackles? I mean, They're divided by 10 what, games, right? So they had like 20, 20, 20 tackles a game, right? Yeah. <laughs> So yeah, it does. It gets crazy. It gets. Crazy. It does get crazy. So those were know, some of the funny stories, though. It's like, oh yeah, no, absolutely. No matter what, when you're dealing with twelve to fifteen people in a room, all fighting for their own student athlete, it's always going to be difficult. Yeah. And again, like you say, like listen, if you're gonna go and you're representing your team, I mean, you're not gonna push for your kid. I mean, it's just you know, everyone's gonna push for their kid. You know, you know? Yes, it's yes, but you know what? I always try to go into those meetings being realistic too you know like like you said if you if you were the top finisher in the conference like this guy was saying he was nationally ranked you know like you i mean are there going to be outliers where like maybe they're you know you i don't know but i feel like if you're at the top of the conference like you you probably have the most talented kids you know i mean i would be at meetings where i was the conference champion and i was putting up you know like three kids for first team and somebody else who finished in the middle of the pack had five kids on the board already like what is wrong with <laughs> well, this picture yeah. <laughs> to, your, to your point jen then here's something that could potentially be done have criteria yeah right so if you were league champ you should have at least this many people, mm -hmm. right? Yeah. If you yeah. were in second, you should have this many people. We did do that a few times, Coach. In a, you know, a great idea. Again, we had, I was in, I feel like, so many different conferences because lacrosse is still growing, whatever. But that mm -hmm. we did do that in, um, in one of our leagues for a couple of years. That's exactly what we did. And I will be honest with you. There was a year where I felt like as the top conference finisher, like I felt there were other kids. Like I actually gave away one of my spots because I felt like there were, you know, we it just we were very even more evenly spread throughout the conference. It wasn't that I didn't want to fight for one of my kids or anything, but I wanted to be fair to some of, you know, maybe there's a division one player who was going yeah. from another school, you know, but sure. um, we did. Uh, but then it, the onus is on you, the coach mm -hmm. for your team. Right, right. Right. And you know, I have, I have six kids that I can get as all County. Okay. First or second team. The, the onus is then on you, the individual coach and your staff to determine who those people are going to be instead of it being, you know, 
oh, I'll, I'll vote for your kid if you vote for mine right. or whatever it is. Right. You know, then the onus, the onus is on your staff to say, all right, these are the five or six girls that I would like to be on my all-county mm-hmm. team. And another way we did it too, which was a great way, and again, I don't know if we're supposed to do it, but a great way um, that it worked out was under somebody's recommendation one time, they, you know, they just said, you know, come up with who you really believe is your should be first team kids in a league, right? And have that list and then we'll work. And so it's so if it's not my kids the running back and your kids the running back, now we gotta battle it. If if your kid's also a linebacker and my kids are running back, I get the running back, you get the linebacker, but they're both first team kids. As opposed exactly. to losing out and somebody right. now sneaks in who's really not a first teamer, but hey, you both put them up for uh, you know, quarterback and there's only one, so you know, you could have put him up at linebacker. I'm going to sneak my linebacker and get him first team when, you know, you have maybe the third best kid in the league, but he's the second best quarterback. And now that kid gets screwed out and he's a second teamer. So you know, I always oh, also great. had respect for the coaches who came to a meeting. And yes, we all want to advocate for our kids. That's what we're there for, of course. But recognizing that this is truly like taking the best of the entire conference and would say something about someone else's kid. You know, like, why are we even going to vote on so-and-so? Like, she's an All-American. She was an All-American last year. You know, like, we don't need <laughs> right. to. Like, sure. she's first team. Like, let's just slaughter. You know, like, I always had, I mean, you know, I hope that I was that type of coach that we could, you know, it also made the process go more easily, you know, like yes. I just, and when well, that's were, what I mean. Yeah, absolutely. You know, if there's a procedure in place, yeah. something like that, yeah. it's going to make it go a lot smoother. Yeah. And then yeah. instead of being there for uh, four to five hours fighting over, oh, uh, you God. know, that could be brutal. <laughs> yeah, very much so. <laughs> All right. So we have one, we have our, our rank five from Mr. Kirkpatrick in Maryland. He went Essex By the way, County I'm getting tonight. yelled at. My top five was for Jenny Hoops this week, Kurt. You better <laughs> let her rank her five. I didn't say anything. <laughs> Did you I, rank them? I didn't rank. I don't okay. even know who the teams oh, are. All right. All right. Did, are, did, were you going to rank them? If or you no? want me, if you're going to do it, it's oh, like a secret you. to you. You're no. not telling me. You're in the text message. He texted oh, it to you. <laughs> I don't check Kenny's messages. So you can see right there. <laughs> oh, Kenny, you got to get him tomorrow night. That's all I'm going to say. That's it. Exactly. Right. Well, Coach Breslin, if you would like to chime in, I will give you Kenny's top five this week is top five Essex County programs for overall athletic programs, not just football. So he has Milburn, Montclair, West Essex, Irvington, and Bloomfield. Okay. Uh, I'm going to say, and you can help me with some of the names again. I didn't have oh, a Yeah, pen. absolutely. I can repeat them for you. So, I have mine but, written um, down. I'll I'm going to say Montclair. I think Montclair is a, a great program. I'm going to go Montclair, West Essex, uh, now you said the other Irvington, yeah, Irvington, Milburn, and Bloomfield. Yep. Milburn. I don't know much about Milburn, so I'm gonna say Irvington, Milburn, and then Bloomfield. Coach Breslin, that's my exact order. <laughs> uh, yeah, I guess I did pretty well then, because that's you right. know all the Essex County teams. It's uh, you know what? It, it was it was tough because I going I actually Kenny, you're gonna appreciate this. I was thinking like even from when I was in high school till now, like the change in some of the programs, right, and when they're stronger and have more more programs that are performing well. So I went with Montclair also, just their size, and they're usually mm-hmm. good in, in several sports. And then, 
not just because I went to West Essex, but West Essex is a typically traditionally strong program um, in so many sports. I then went Irvington as well for similar with Montclair. Uh, Milburn, very strong, especially recently in so many things, you know, so um, mm-hmm. that, it was tough. And I put Bloomfield last. I feel like maybe recently they haven't been um, excelling as much as years past i would say decades past which kenny led me to call my father in essex county grew up in irvington and i thought it'd be interesting to get the perspective from the 50s and 60s kenny so my father took this very (laughs) seriously (laughs) he didn't want your five kenny he had to go through what he thought in that 50s 60s era because west essex didn't become a high school until the late 60s um and milburn maybe around that time as well but he went with um montclair at number one Seton Hall Prep, he wanted to put in there, and Bloomfield were his top three. Mm-hmm. Now, Kenny, while the show was going on, I got a couple text messages from him. He wanted to update his list. He oh, look at this. And round out them. He said he forgot about St. Benedict's and how good they were, and um, Essex Catholic. Interesting that in the 50s and 60s, the private schools were excelling as well, right? Yeah. 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 Now, he did mention, I thought this was interesting, too, like, really is based on football, baseball, and basketball during that time, right? There were virtually yeah. no girl sports to even consider. And, like, t- tennis and volleyball and even track and field just weren't as big. So I thought that was kind of an interesting comparison when we think back to the history of those programs. I'm not going to answer my list because <laughs> Sis said, hey, Jen, we were state champs, oh, pal. exactly. Sis, so, now I did. What did I say? That Sis would be great for this, right? Yeah, and well, Sis's said- list is, I don't know where Sis, well, Sis's list is Montclair, He's saying Union, Bloomfield. So he's adding Union to that. No, I. That's West Essex, and he's saying St. Joe's. I'm not sure which St. Joe's he's. So I was saying, sis, that Bloomfield again went. So when I was in high school, we used to go see like the Bloomfield girls basketball team, the Bloomfield boys basketball team. And again, I was thinking more like current times. I knew that. I remember, didn't I say that at dinner that sis would be good? Sis, I'm crossing off my list. Nobody knows where I put Bloomfield. That's all I got to say. <laughs> Two people on this panel had him last. <laughs> Not me. Not me. I'm safe. There were only five teams. Nobody sees it. And Bloomfield had a six next to it. I don't know how that happened. No, exactly. (laughs) Hey, sis, I have St. Joe's Hamilton up there in in the top. (laughs) That's the poison word in Rutherford, Coach. I'll tell you that. Um, But we got some other topics, Coach, for another time. Come back on. Definitely Definitely love your your expertise. Thanks no, so much always a pleasure. On. Thanks so much for having me on. I appreciate it. And Kenny's comment is St. Joe's Essex County. Sis, you're on the same <laughs> sauce as me. <laughs> so there's Mr. Sis's comment. Wait, 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 look at Sis's last comment. And Sis's last comment, <laughs> the girls were all over me. <laughs> LOL. <laughs> we did some, see some footage of uh, Mr. Sis. So. Oh, too funny. Awesome. Oh. Thank you so much, Coach. Always a pleasure to have you. And uh, thank you to everybody for tuning in tonight. Thank you. Thank Thank you you so much for having me. Have a good night. You too. You too.